0: Okay, got three portions of God's word here tonight. Matthew 4, 18 first. And you'll see it there in your bulletin if you got one. Be Mark one sixteen and seventeen. We'll wait till you find all that in Matthew, Mark, and John. But first of all, Matthew chapter four, verse eighteen. And Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brethren called, two brethren, Simon called Peter, and Andrew his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. Now Mark one, Mark one, sixteen and seventeen. Now as he walked by the sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew's brother casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. And Jesus said unto them, Come after me. There's a little bit different wording there. Come after me, and I will make you to become fishers of men. John's Gospel. John's Gospel, chapter 1, verses 40 through 42. One of the two who heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first findeth his own brother, Simon, and saith unto him, We have found the Messiah which is being interpreted the Christ and he brought him to Jesus and when Jesus beheld him he said ah you're Simon son of Jonah thou shalt be called Cephas, which is by interpretation a stone you may be seated Um, a lot I want to share with you concerning this man and I think if I, as I have researched and read and looked and wrote and typed, uh, I see myself in a lot of him. And maybe you might see yourself in him to know how to handle uh, different situations. But Simon Peter, was uh, he was a dominant, uh, they, his characteristic was very dominant in his life when it comes to growth. You know, he, he wanted to grow up and he wanted to grow up fast, probably too fast. Uh, first time we see him in the Bible, Jesus says to him, hey, you're Simon, your son, you're Jonas uh, son, and, and I want to call you Cephas, which means, hey, Peter, a rock. Now, let's fast forward. Some 30 years later, and we look at 2 Peter 318. Here then is a man characterized by slow, steady, keep this in mind, slow, steady growth to mature as a Christian ought to. Okay? I think about Brother Johnny's life. You know, hey, he was growing every day in the Lord. Every day, like going to school. He had no idea that Wednesday, somewhere around 1 o'clock, that he would graduate and be promoted. I mean, it's just uh, almost unreal that he's gone, but he is. Gone to that place, what he sang about. Gone to that place that he taught and preached. Yeah, he preached. Because he witnessed to people, and he showed people the way, by the way he lived. In every list of names, when it comes to the disciples in the New Testament, the name of Simon, Peter, most of the time, comes up first. In fact, his name is mentioned uh, almost next to Jesus when it comes to quoting names. Um, He's the first in the heart of God, and the first in the hearts of the fellow Christians, He was sort of an outspoken disciple, and they looked to him like, hey, what are you going to do? Um, He is the number one on everyone's list because everybody can see so much of himself uh, in this big hearted, hey, he was a big hearted, blundering fisherman, okay? He was. He also uh, became crooked sometimes, he's out of place. And he looks at himself, it's like looking through a stained glass mirror. Well, which side of the bed did you get up on? You know, he was always raring to go, and a lot of times it's in the wrong direction, but at least he was willing. He's just a down-to-earth person, and you know people like that. Yet he was tough, he was rugged, and he was outgoing. So let's just look at Simon Peter. about. Uh, three or four things about him he was a, a valiant man or he was he was brave he was daring I believe he was kind of man like we a lot of us were in high school if something come up and say I dare you hey well you don't dare somebody you know people like that or you you dare them you can look out because they're going through with it they, they they can do it and make it happen but Peter uh, never did anything halfway. You won't find him doing anything halfway. His motto was simply leap and then see where he's going to land. You know, he didn't know how far he had to go. Just jump and then see what's going to happen. His heart always outran his head. You know, He's doing his best. He, he left his fishing business to follow Jesus. And the world would say today, you're a fool. When I gave up, when Lynn and I gave up, Hey, Folks said, are you sure? I mean, we was supposed to move away from home, family, friends, high school friends. And they said, are, are you sure? Well, listen, I, I'm, I was strong about it. I said, yes, I'm sure. I've already got a word from God. And, you know, we're out of here. And if it's wrong, then God will take care of us. He was the one that got out of the boat, you know, and walked on the water. Everybody else sitting there like, what is wrong with him? You know, what would you do today? You're out on the water, somebody steps out of the boat. Well, we know what would happen. They'd drown or go down or swim if they didn't have a life jacket on. But he was trusting in the Lord. He said, if that's you, I like that. If that is you, bid me, ask me, invite me, encourage me to come to where you are. Jesus just said, come on. It's almost like I dare you. (laughs) You know, Hey, he's going to drop out of there then. So, and he's the only one of the disciples that pulled a sword and cut the ear off of one of those soldiers. I mean, fast acting. Without even thinking, you know, here goes the ear flying off. And we know the miracle that took place right before their very eyes. He picked the ear up. And the Bible says when he placed it up there, it became whole again. In other words, completely healed. You couldn't even tell where they'd been cut off. Peter outrun John to the tomb. Man, I'm going to be first or else he kept preaching when the great sanhedrin said i want it stopped he was bold he kept going well not only was he valiant in these things he was uh, you know brave and daring but he was like a volcano you know what that is he erupted without notice he, he exploded without notice um his free spirit often got him in trouble I mean, you know what we say today, it's easier to get forgiveness than it is permission. So that's the kind of person he was. Just jump out there and do it and see what's going to happen. He speaks when he should have been quiet. He jumps when he should have sat still. He brags when he should have been to himself, saying, beware here. It was Peter who asked Jesus, what am I going to get if I follow you? What's going to come out of this for me if I follow you? It was Peter who said, "I'll go all the way with you, Lord. I'll go to the cross with you." And we we'll remember what Jesus said, Peter, "You can't do that. In fact, before you, when you deny me, you'll deny me three times. And the croc's gonna grow. And that happened. We know what the Bible said that Peter went out and wept bitterly. Probably only time we ever see maybe that he humbled himself to get out of sight of the public and cried. It was Peter who said, Lord, you're not going to wash my feet. You're going to wash my whole body, you know. And thinking, hey, I want to be clean all the way. I I guess you could say this about Peter, and I believe it fits some of us. When Peter opened his mouth, all he did was change feet. You know, he just constantly... Uh, into it, it seemed, uh, with the Lord. But his his volcanic, his exploding uh, mouth was matched with his volcanic actions. You know, he didn't only speak it, uh, he proved it. Um, you know, little boys in church, um, he was never still. He was always fidgeting, doing something. Uh, he, he wasn't a lazy uh, a person. You know, he wanted to be uh, in, in the limelight, He wanted to be the leader, even though he failed many times. We see him uh, washing nets and hauling a load of fish in. I mean, he was active. He was about his business. And then we see him kneeling before Jesus. You remember in the boat there one time, he was naked. Naked as a (laughs) jaybird. And he was grabbing something to cover him up, and he said, Get away from me, Lord. I am a sinful man. A sinful man. In fact, the Bible, he, he, you know, he jumped out of the boat. He was like a shelter to many of his disciples. They looked to him for, for a lot of guidance. You know, he was there. Um, he made his appearance known when uh, he said, hey, Lord, we need to make, make some booths here. We need to make some tents, some tabernacles. We've got to make one for Moses, one for Elijah, and one for you. He was on a man of transfiguration. He saw it with his own eyes take place right before him that the Lord was transfigured and taken out of their sight. He witnessed that eye to eye. Well, as I said, he was the first one to run to the tomb to see if Jesus was really alive. You follow Peter's life all through the Gospels, it's like chasing a tornado. I mean, he, you know, here we are, over here, down there, up yonder. I mean, wherever you find him, you find him very active. He was also vacillating. That means he never wavered. He never wavered. And I like people like that, you know. On the other hand, it means to waver. It means to waver. It means you can't tell which ends up. He, he might be this way one time and that way the next time. You know, I, I don't know about you. I've taken these tests before. They, they're long. And it'll ask you a question, okay? And then on well down there, it's the same question, but it's worded a little different. You know, and you were you, I'm thinking, hadn't I had heard this before? You know, is this a trick? And you got to pay attention. You know, it must have been amazing to have watched Peter write down what God said to write down through the Holy Spirit in First Peter and Second Peter. You know, it's almost like, Lord, look. This, it, let's talk about it later. I got to get. I mean, I got to be on the move here. I've i got to be over yonder. i got to be down here. And I think, I feel that way sometimes. You know, people in the hospital and the rest home and at home in this situation and that situation. And, and you think, well, where in the world am I supposed to be? I had a lady one time tell me, she said, I know you. I've watched you. Wherever you are in your mind, you're thinking where else you need to be. He, she said, you can't be but one place at one time. Okay. But it was Peter who became victorious. Jesus said, you're Peter, and upon this rock, he wasn't talking about Peter, he said, you are Peter, but upon this rock, I believe Jesus was pointing to and said, I'm going to build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it, and Peter witnessed that, he saw that firsthand, and it's even so today, and it's up to you and I today, to keep on going. He appears, he appears more likely to blow up than to build up a church but Simon was victorious in Jesus because hey first of all even though he had an active fishing business when Jesus said I want you to come follow me he left it the Bible says he left it and followed him now it didn't mean he give up fishing altogether it's over with no he went following Jesus but he still had his fishing going on because hey on over in there remember They fished all night long, hadn't caught a thing, and the Lord got in his boat and said, Peter, push out this a little bit. And Jesus preached, and he said, hey, let's get on out there a little bit. I want you to drop your nets down. I just feel something coming. Peter said, Lord, you know good and well there's nothing out there. We have fished. Some interpretation say, we have and or we have worked hard all night long and haven't caught a thing, and you want us to walk out there, walk out there again and worn out. My nets are dirty. Well, if that's what you want, I will do it. He did, and we know the rest of the story. He had to call for help. Come help me pull the in. More fish than I can lift. And it's, it, that's amazing in itself that, you know, even though he maybe sort of back the Lord a little bit, but he said, nevertheless, if that's what you want, that's what I'll do. He turned that around. Jesus said, I don't want to go to the cross, Father. Please let the cup pass for me. But then he said, not what I want, but what you want. So what do we know about Peter? He was converted, that's for sure. He was a humble man. He was teachable. He was empowered by the faith that Jesus exhibited in him. He learned from his sins... Not to go back to that junk anymore. He learned never to let any failure be the final thing. When you fail, get up and keep going and try again. He learned that empowering came from the Holy Spirit of God. After Jesus left, Holy Spirit came. Feel these boys. He learned that sin will cost you. Sin will cause you to go further than you intend to go. It will cause you to stay longer than you intended on staying. And it will cost you more than you ever dreamed of. Bible says sin, when it is finished, brings forth death. Well, Peter continued to grow in the Lord. If you want to look at something with me, and we'll be closing here on this. First Peter, I'll wait till you find it. Just drip, flip on over in there. I don't have it looked up either. Uh, first Peter, First Peter, chapter three. I'll wait till I hear pages quit, or you get there. First Peter, chapter three. All right, are you ready? 1 Peter 3, 15. But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. I believe that was Johnny. You could ask him, hey, what keeps you going? The Lord. The Lord. Look at verse 16. Have a good conscience that whereas they speak evil of you, as of evildoers, they may be ashamed that falsely accuse your good manner of life in Christ. For it is better if the will of God be so that ye suffer for will, well doing than for evil doing. Second Peter three eighteen. This is Peter's final words. Second Peter three eighteen. He leaves these words for us. And I believe if Johnny could speak to us tonight, this is what he would say. But grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and forever. Now I discovered something in in studying about this sermon. And I want to share that with you. If you want to rotate back one more time, I won't ask you to turn anywhere else tonight, okay? The Gospel of John, chapter 21, the Lord Jesus reveals to Peter here that he determines to Peter the time and the manner in which he would die. John 21, 18. This is what Jesus said to Peter. John 21, 18 tells him how that he would die. Verily, verily, I say unto you, When thou wast young, thou girdest thyself, and walkest where thou wouldest. But when thou shalt be old, and Peter was, thou shalt stretch forth thy hands, and another shall gird thee, and carry thee where thou wouldest not. It was said that when Peter was captured, and he was awaiting his death, that the crucifiers came to the end of this honored man's career and Peter begged them to hang him on the cross upside down. He said, because I am not worthy to hang on a cross like my Lord did. Face, head up, hang me upside down on the cross how the trumpets must have sounded on the other side of the martyr of this martyred fisherman as he entered heaven and was reunited with the Lord Jesus once again whom the Bible says he loved I think about that when Peter said Lord I'll go all the way with you and Jesus said you can't do that he wouldn't allow it at that time but then that's how he died and nailed him to a cross to stop him from preaching the gospel. I think, would I would I be willing to be crucified to stop preaching? What, what are we willing to sacrifice? And you know, this is one of the disciples that was so outspoken, made more blunders probably than he did blessings, but the Lord loved him. He said he told him he loved him. And at one point he said, "You know, I love you so much." And then he asked him three times, "Hey, you love me? Sure do. Do you really love me? You know I do, Lord. Are you sure, Lord? You know. It's amazing to me what God will do through His Holy Word and speaking to us, even through uh, these disciples, as we each Sunday night, ever how long that lasts, uh, to look at their lives." Father, we thank you for your presence tonight. Father, thank you for the testimonies tonight. And Lord, still, it this—it doesn't seem real that uh, Brother Johnny's gone, but we know he is. But we know that he's very much alive tonight, that he's in your presence, rejoicing. But Lord, I pray for Linda, I pray for the children, the grandchildren, Father, that you'd be there in a mighty way for them, and for our people to stay in touch with Linda, There's many right here in this congregation that have lost their spouse and they know how it feels. So may they above all make their presence known at Linda's door and help her through this grieving process. Lord, we pray for Gary tonight, whatever's going on with him. Pray for our men and ladies, whoever contacts them tonight. Lord, that they would be willing to just go and do and be whatever. Uh, that Gary and uh, Carol need. Thank you for your presence tonight. Thank you for your Holy Word. Now I pray that you bless the homes that are represented in this room tonight. And God will love you and praise you for all you do in Jesus' name. Amen.